When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I have a listener question, and before I read it, I'd like everybody to click on subscribe so that you get access to all the bonus episodes. And uh, if you do that, then an angel gets its wings, and I get $4.99 per person per month. All right, so let us cut to the question. So somebody who is a subscriber writes in, which is why I am answering this on the day it was received, because subscribers go to the front of the list. Um, Okay, so she says, how do you suggest dealing with kids' annoying behavior as a parent? My example is that I have a six-year-old son who is constantly making loud sound effects with his voice throughout the day. He also likes to get in the physical, personal space of me, his eight-year-old sister, or my husband, and pull on us, jump on us, or generally roughhouse a lot more than any of us would prefer. We do give him lots of physical affection and are a physically active family. I know he isn't trying to be annoying, but it's like nails on a chalkboard for both my husband and I and frequently his sister. The current practice I have is to directly but not meanly tell him that what he is doing is annoying or inappropriate and uh, ask him directly to be more quiet or stop pulling on me. He does try to do it, but often gets right back into it within like three to five minutes where we get more annoyed with him and he feels bad about it and generally tends to be able to then make it a little longer without doing the annoying thing. I, more so than my spouse, he's great too, I just listen to a lot more parenting stuff, try to do what you say about catching him being good and praise him when he complies with requests to be more quiet. We don't try to control him at all times or anything, like when we're outside playing, we let him be silly and yell and roughhouse. I don't want him to grow up thinking that he is annoying, he's so sweet and thoughtful in so many ways. I also want him to grow into an older child or adult that is cognizant that loud and obnoxious behavior is inappropriate and annoying. I can tell you that I'm less permissive of this type of behavior than my friends are with their kids and neither I nor my husband were allowed to act like banshees in public or at home. But we both agree that our parents went too far in how they punished us. I try to differentiate between him as a person and certain noisy or irritating behaviors that he does when I speak to him. But he does get spoken to about this way more than his sister, who is generally quiet and seems to follow the norms more. Any additional tips? Well subscriber. I think you're doing a good job. I mean, sounds like you're doing everything right to me. I would say that it sounds like he's a little bit um, extreme. You say that the teacher doesn't say anything bad about him being when he's at school, but he's only six. I have seen a lot of this behavior with kids who are later diagnosed with ADHD. So if you want to get him an evaluation, you can. I always think evaluations are good. I like everything from the quizzes and Cosmos straight up to neuropsych evaluations. I always think that data is good. Um, If anybody ever wants to get their child evaluated and doesn't because somehow it will uh, pigeonhole them or something, guess what? You get to decide what you do with those results. And data is always positive in my mind and in the mind of science uh, itself as a monolith. So you could, from what it sounds like, if if there's ADHD in the family, I'd say it's almost a sure shot. (laughs) 
but otherwise I would say it would be interesting to get him evaluated because he does seem, you know, a little bit on the extreme end. However, it may also just be that your daughter is extremely good. She's a very good, quiet little girl. And this is why boys get reprimanded more by teachers and generally don't like school as much as girls. And uh, girls tend to be rule followers and more compliant, especially in this situation where she's the oldest and a girl. And um, she also sees him fucking around all the time and she doesn't want to get in that same kind of trouble. So she is a classic good girl. And he is, you know, not. He's a boy, and he is not as rule-following. He's also a second child, so he's not scared of you like how she is, which I don't say is a bad thing, scared of you like you're bad, but just that um, older kids tend to think that the rules are more rules, and he thinks they are made to be broken. So in terms of what you're doing with him, stop worrying about uh, hurting his feelings. Nothing you're doing is hurting his feelings at all. It doesn't sound like, yes, sometimes you get annoyed because he's being annoying so what's that called for the win is natural consequences so he acts annoying you get annoyed this is super easy natural consequences it what would not be as good as if you constantly were trying to uh squelch any hint of being annoyed because then he's going to be really surprised when he gets to the outside world and he acts annoying and everybody gets annoyed and he didn't even know what that looked like because nobody ever did it at home so for this you are doing perfect natural consequences because you are showing that you are annoyed when he is annoying and you're telling him directly what he can do to change the behavior and then lo and behold he stops for three to five minutes which is pretty good uh, for him and so you are doing well if you need to have some time away from him don't hesitate to say you know like I really need some time some quiet time so you got to go outside now to the yard and play or you have to go play in your room something that is quiet or go play you know go do your whatever he does you know whether he does legos or whatever else don't think that you always have to be engaging you you don't seem to think this but for other parents in the same situation you do not always have to be engaging I've written an article on this about how to get your kids to play independently the uh, summary of that article is you just don't play with them all the time then they learn that they have to play independently because they are playing independently when you don't go over and play with them so it's a real easy learning curve there So you, like most parents that I talk to, seem to struggle with guilt constantly. Don't struggle with guilt. You seem to be doing the right things. Unless you left out the part where you beat him and throw him in the closet, you appear to be doing a wonderful job with this child who I'm sure is a very sweet little boy when he's asleep, but when he's awake annoys you 75% of the time, but you're trying to be good and say it's like not as much as 75%, but you know... I mean, kids can be really annoying. So most of the time, they are honestly annoying at this age, six years old. He's little. He doesn't have all of his, um, you know, his neurons are not fully myelinated. He does not have any impulse control. So if you get a couple of good moments with him a day, a couple of good uh, five or ten minute, you know, increments where you feel like you guys are really vibing and having fun, 
great. And the rest of the time, you may be slightly or very irritated. As long as you're not screaming at him all the time or telling him he's a bad kid, none of which you're doing, then you're fine. Now, in the case that this is more than what you felt and for any or than what you described and you really are annoyed with him all the time and for any parent that is in that situation, then I will link to things that I've written about what to do when you don't like your kids because that's totally normal. You're not a bad parent if you don't like your kids. You're not a bad parent if you never like a certain kid ever. But what you would be a bad parent is if you show them or you tell them that you don't like them. As long as you see it as an issue that you're working on and you're attempting to get along with your child, then you are a good parent, not a bad parent. So although you don't seem to be in this situation and you describe this little boy as sweet and thoughtful, if there are people listening that have annoying kids and don't like them, that's okay. But you need to think about various things that could be at play there. A, you may be depressed. True. It's real. If you do, you're made to like your kids. It's evolutionary. So if something gets obstructed in there and you can't bond with your kid, you very much may be depressed and not acknowledging it. B, your kid may have an issue like ADHD or oppositional defiant disorder, or they may be on the spectrum. And that's when we go back to the evaluation thing. Because if somebody else tells you, guess what? There actually is something non-normative about your child. You may be flooded with this feeling of relief and validation that it's not just you and there's a real reason that this kid is annoying and three you got to try to find ways to connect with this kid in that you don't like in ways that they become more likable so I can um, again I think I even spoke about this on a podcast but that would be for example doing things that the kid likes in short increments setting them up to succeed, not trying to teach them or to correct them, but rather just to do something that you both actually like for short amounts of time and build on those wins. And also to interrogate why you may be particularly triggered by this child, which is something you, the listener, can also do, or the subscriber, you can also do this. You could think, why does this annoy me so much? I know he's loud as shit, that's really annoying, but was one of my parents really loud and getting all the attention? Was one of my siblings really loud and getting all the attention? Is my husband, does he have trouble with impulse control? You know, so if he's triggering you because he reminds you of somebody that you have an issue with of any sort, that may also contribute to you being extra annoyed around him. It goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway, that you also will be more annoyed by any loud or obstructive behavior when you are about to get your period, when you are worried about something else, when you're hungry hungry, when you've got no sleep. So whenever you are particularly vulnerable to having a mood, a moody episode yourself, that's when you should spend a little bit less time with this loud child, because that is when you will really feel super irritated to the point that you can't marshal all your calm parenting resources, which it's fine if sometimes you act annoyed with him. That's fine, because that's natural consequences. But if you find yourself acting annoyed as the default to this child all the time, when they really can't control their behavior, then that's when you need to look more inward and say, what could I do differently? But again, from your specific question, it sounds like you're doing pretty well overall. So 
if anybody is in this situation with these sorts of children that are annoying, then, you know, any kid could be annoying, but some kids are objectively more annoying than others. It's usually because they don't have a lot of impulse control. So if you are in that situation, then you can learn from this that you do, it's okay if you comment on a kid's annoying behavior, you know, that is naturally what would happen in the world. But if you find yourself thinking, I really don't like them, I don't want to be a around them. I'm scared to be around them. I can link to that piece that I wrote about when people are scared to be around their kid because it's going to be too loud or it's out of control or I feel like I'm going to smack him or whatever. Then that is stuff that usually is linked to some sort of deeper issue that you need to explore, probably both in you and in the kid. So like, for example, a depressed mother taking care of a kid with undiagnosed ADHD, that's not going to be a good scene. She's going to be mad at him about 27 hours out of the day because she has no bandwidth herself and that he is legitimately more out of control than other kids. So if you are in a situation where you feel consistently like you dislike your kid a lot, then that would be something to get into therapy about and to work on. And no therapist is going to be like, get out of my office, you're a bad parent. That's just not how therapy works. Everybody's going to be interested in and willing to help you and non-judgmental. If they're not, then they're a bad therapist. So then, haha, then you go to another therapist. So it's never you in that case. You should be able to go into therapy and say anything. People say all kinds of crazy shit to therapists. And we are non-judgmental people. All right, well, hopefully this was helpful for you, subscriber, and for anybody with a difficult child or a difficult parent-child relationship. I will link you to all of those helpful posts. And thank you for subscribing, subscriber, and please, everybody else, subscribe as well and follow her lead. Have a great day, everybody.